0: In 1977, I had been saved for one year. I was on uh, a street called Sumner Avenue in Springfield, Massachusetts. And I had the radio turned on, and I was flipping channels, and I heard a voice on the radio, and it was Dr. Stevens. And he was speaking about the Bible. And I had never really heard anything like that in my life about grace and the finished work. So the connect happened, my brother and I, Went to Lenox and we found the ministry, or God led us to the ministry. Five years later, in 1982, on Radio Elwa, which is in Liberia, a broadcast, one time only, a one time broadcast went out on Radio Liberia Elwa. And it covered all of West Africa. It was a message from Grace Hour. And people in Ghana heard the message, and they wrote 84 letters. ...to the church in Lenox, the ministry, and asking if somebody could ever come there. One day, Pastor Stevens, um, I think he had given you the letters, Pastor Schaller, right? And I think you gave me the letters, you showed me... He said, you should read these letters. I thought, I don't, I don't want to read letters. Letters. I read the letters, and God said to me, Africa. West Africa, Ghana, and I went to Ghana. And uh, today, in Africa, because of the ministry of Jesus Christ... Greater Grace will outreach. There are 13,000 people coming to church in Africa. It's amazing. I just came from, we just did three conferences. We did a conference in Liberia, attended by 500 people. We did one in Ghana with 800 and 1,000 people in Togo. And it was a phenomenal time, phenomenal time. I, by the way, uh, and I was talking about riding over uh, in an airplane and having a baby coming when I was coming home, actually. Coming home, a a woman with a baby sitting next to me who screamed the whole way. You know when you're really exhausted and really tired? And there's this screaming kid, like, you know, all the the veins are popping and whatnot. And I just felt so bad for the woman because she was doing everything she could to get the child to be quiet. But it just wasn't going to happen. And I thought, this is the way that God's going to prepare me, you know, for the next couple of days, just to be wide awake and, and not sleep. And so because of this church and this ministry, which has been decades long, and you're giving on Sundays and Wednesdays and Sunday nights and uh, not just tithing but giving offerings, it's enabled the ministry to make penetration with 802 churches now, 802 churches in 26 countries if my math is a little off, Ula will tell me later, you know, at the office, your figures are not right exactly. So it's approximately, okay, in case you look on a website and see something different. But it's amazing that we are a part of a, a worldwide mission, amen? amen? And I love the verse, God so loved the world. It's, the word is <coughs> <coughs> explained, huto agapeo is the word. And it speaks of the quality of God's love. So loved is his quality of love. The quantity of God's love. How personal God's love is and how eternal God's love is. So huto agapeo, so loved occurs in three places. John 3.16, Ephesians 5.32, 33. Husband, so love your wife. <clears throat> and then we ought to so love one another. And so this is not just love, but so love. So love. The quality, the quantity, that love that's eternal and personal. As we give today, let's give towards soul love. Let soul love be the what? Motivation. What's the motivation? I often ask myself a question. Why do I do what I do? Have you ever asked yourself that question? Why do I do what I do? And what is the motivation? What is the source, the reason why I'm doing something? As we give today. May God's love be the motivation for giving. May God's love be the motivation for giving. You say, well, what do you mean by that? God so loved you. And if you're born again and you are, you're saved, you receive Christ. And you have eternal life. Life that's eternal with a security that's personal and eternal. So as we give today, let's give. Just believing God. So Father, we pray for this offering. We ask God that it would be a so-loved offering so loved. And not just an offering on Sunday morning, but we would present ourselves a sacrifice, that we would be people that say yes to giving, giving of our finances, giving of our time, giving of our lives for this message that needs to be heard around the world. We thank you. Bless the offering in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Our subject today is love. Love, God's love. Yeah, that would be that'll be a good message. We had a great message at nine o'clock, mm-hmm. and so we'll, we'll see the Lord minister to us here at this service uh, on love. Yeah, God is love. God loves you. God loves me. Imagine, He loves me. Say that Say that with me. Well, God me. God loves me. God loves me. God loves me. God loves me. Can you say it a few times? God loves me. I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. I need you, your love. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, you love me. Everlasting love. Man, it's amazing. Hmm. Well... Uh, Let's take a look at the love. I'm going to sit here for a minute because it takes a lot of energy to go over there. (laughs) It's not easy, okay? Uh, Let's put up uh, this slide on what love is, taken from the English Standard Version from 1 Corinthians 13. What love is. So there's eight things in the chapter what love is, then eight things, what love is not. So this is like for you and I to understand what love, when we talk about love, we're not really just talking about our, our feelings and uh, emotions. We are, we are talking about a mind. So we have this list. Let's look at it. Rejoices with the truth. Every one of those is a message, really, to to sl- really slow it down here and uh, and to think about our subject. It rejoices with the truth. i I mean that that's why we go to church because uh, we hear a message from the Bible, a message of truth or a message that touches my heart. I rejoice in that. I really like it. You know, you learn to like it. You learn to rejoice in it. Uh, Patient and kind. You know, I said at the 9 o'clock, something happened to me the other night at home. I was really tired, and I went into the bedroom. My wife was in bed, and I shut the door. It was totally dark. I lost my orientation where the bed was. Like, the bed is always where it is, right? I mean, it's not moving. So, but anyway, I, I go in there. It's totally dark. I, I, uh, I think it's there. And I was tired, so I just threw myself. <laughs> and halfway down to the floor, I, I screamed. I yelled out. And, I mean, I didn't hit part of the bed. I was totally off. I mean, the bed is over here. I was just totally, you know, ah! so that had never happened to me before. So this is a sign. Like, what's going on? Okay. Um. Yeah. Lisa said, "What are you doing? What am I doing?" Okay. So so I made my way I got at no damage no I landed on the rug to the floor and uh totally surprised this happened and uh so I enjoyed the fact that out of my heart came patience and kindness Okay It sounds like this message is about me Okay, go to the list. Bears all things, believes all things, hopes, endures, never. Fails, is the King James, never ends, is the, the English Standard Version. And this is, at the, this is our message. This is our message today. We're just going to take our time and ask that the Spirit will speak to us about, about being filled with the Spirit. That's our theme, being filled with the Spirit. So it's an awesome, awesome teaching. Then go to what love is not, please. And that's eight things, I believe. Does not envy or boast. Is not arrogant or rude. Does not insist on its own way. Is not irritable or resentful. Does not rejoice at wrongdoing. You know, my heart, I'm able to develop appetites in my heart that are really not from God. I, my heart is like that. My, I can develop an appetite for wrongdoing Like uh, even uh, kind of talking about uh, TV programs, people watching, uh, you know, stories about murder and adultery and deceitfulness and betrayal and so on, you know. Like that, I can develop an appetite for being angry with my neighbor. Uh, I can have an appetite for being angry with my children. My boss, my work, my church—I can develop an appetite and a habit that comes from my heart. That is not love. But all the time, I am able with my heart to say, "I love." But actually, we'll um, get turned to First John four with me, and um, we read a text there. If you look from verse 8, he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Love. But you have human loves. This is another message. Human love, storgeo love is family love, also affectionate love, like I love my dog, or I love my hometown, or I love something or someone. I love a family member. There's filial love, bre- fr- friendship love, like my friends, and then erotic love, emotional, sensual love, uh, puppy love, maybe we call. I said in my class the other, the other uh, night in my, my class on love, we actually taught about love. I, I said the first woman I fell in love with I was about, like, maybe 10 years old, was Snow White. (laughs) You know, in the movie, the Walt Disney movie, movie, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. And, like, I just looked at Snow White, and I was, I I collapsed. (laughs) I love that. And then one of the students said, the first woman I filmed was my third grade teacher. And I thought that was so cool that we have this love in our nature. We have a love in our nature. It's not. It's what people live with often because they have no choice or they know very little about love. Is that why like, marriages fall apart and kids don't come home for Thanksgiving and your neighbors are not talking to you? Is that why uh, we have attitudes about, you know, uh, people are different from us? Uh, yeah, it is. It's because we have to learn love. Yeah, you have to learn love. If you fall in love with Snow White, who's the next one? And who's the next one? And what is love? love? Love, God is love. And that's the love that is in you through Christ. That's not natural. That's spiritual. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. (laughs) Somebody told me after the 9 o'clock service, he said, that you know, I saw this movie, and this guy fell in love with this woman, and he's blubbering about it, and I love you, and you mean so much, and she just slapped him and said, snap out of it. You know, like snap out of it. Snap out of what? Your flesh. As Christians, we say, we say we can walk in the flesh or we can walk in the spirit. When you walk in the spirit, that is love. God's love. God's mind. Does it endure? Does it suffer long? Is it patient? Is it kind? Is it finding fault all the time? No, it doesn't. I don't know if I put that up there, the second one. First Corinthians 13. Okay, okay. All right, forget it. No, I'm joking. <laughs> okay, so, okay. I, these guys are awesome, okay. Uh, No, it's the second one. This is the last time i am doing this. Okay, so. uh, Agape love. Hmm. It blows my mind when people go on Facebook and they're driven by envy and jealousy. It blows my mind how small... The world is for a people that don't have the spirit of God. The Spirit of God does not envy. It does not envy. it doesn't it doesn't envy you know you just rejoice. yeah rejoice like I got we went to Dunkin Donuts yesterday. Uh, at the outreach and uh, there's a tall guy tall nice looking guy African American guy I go how tall are you 6'4 he goes no 6'5 He stretched out <laughs> no I'm 6'5 oh I go you could play in the NBA you are wow what a fine young man you are what a good time we had just talking to him a tall guy A short guy, a guy disabled, your neighbor who doesn't talk to you, somebody that upsets you, somebody you have very little patience for, somebody you compare yourself with, competition. You have so much written in our hearts, and it's not love. God is not like that. The Holy Spirit is in you, and I want to teach you something, help you. I think I can. I think we can do that. Uh, so we're going to have to get in the book a little bit, but I think you got an idea of what we're talking about. Turn to one. There's two or three subpoints. Turn to. Um, did we did we read First John four? Okay. Well, we're going to move on. Go to First Kings twenty. Somebody said, how do you prepare messages? I go, I just, I, I love the Word. I'm with the body and the body of Christ and uh, reading all the time and meditating and praying and I'm just trusting God to give the message. And sometimes the things are really in my heart, like they come again and again, and this is one of them. And, and we can take time. It could go on for weeks, to be honest, what I want to say. I think by the time we're done, you realize that I needed to hear this. All right. So 1 Kings 20, I've never understood this, but I'm, I want to make an application. Verse 35, a certain man of the sons of the prophets said unto his neighbor in the word of the Lord, smite me, I pray thee. And the man refused to smite him. Okay, this is a prophet. And he says to somebody, smite me, means punch me, slap me in the face, punch me in the face, smite me, go ahead, smite me. That's unusual. We don't walk around talking like that. Go up to somebody, Pastor Eugene, punch me. Go ahead, give me your best shot. Hey, 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 you better punch me, knock, go ahead, go ahead, give me a shot, smite me. That's what he said. Now, the man that said it was a prophet, that means he was a man of God. And there's a meaning in it. And the way I apply it for us today is that that's like me. I want somebody to smite me. I do. I want somebody to give me a, to go ahead, wake me up. Go ahead, correct me. I don't know what, what, how, how we can say this except, like, I, I am not always right, and I welcome you to correct me. Go ahead. You can correct me. I can take it. Smite me. And the man said, no, I'm not going to. And so the prophet said, then a lion is going to eat you. Let's look at verse uh, 36. Then he said, because you have not obeyed the voice of the Lord... Remember now, that's the voice of the Lord. The voice of the Lord, he's saying, the prophet is saying, from God, smite me. And in a way, when I go to church, I say that. I say that to the church. I say it to the pastor. I say it to God. I'm coming to church and go ahead, Lord, you can smite me. It says, the rod of the righteous is a kindness on my head, when it smites me. Let's get that verse correct. One forty-one is it Psalm one forty-one? It'll be a kindness. Um, let the righteous smite me. Out. Verse five. One forty-one five. Let the righteous smite me. It will be a kindness. Let him reprove me. It will be excellent oil, which shall not break my head. For yet my prayer also shall be in their calamities. Can you say that? Can you say that you want reality? Can you say you want God, whatever the cost? Go ahead, Lord. Correct me, smite me. Go ahead, I'm I'm here, and that that's the idea. If I am in the flesh, I'd like somebody to tell me I'm in the flesh. Or another way of saying it: If I'm in the flesh, why is my life so difficult? Maybe I need some advice and some counsel. Maybe I need the direction. I need the Lord to get deal with me and help me find. What love is. Because love is what life is about. Love never fails. Love endures everything. Love bears everything. Love is not envious and jealous and not having to have its own way. Love is unique. This is God in you. This is Christ in you. This is what you want. Go to First Kings 20 verse 36. Then he said unto him, Because you have not obeyed the voice of the Lord, behold, as soon as you are departed from me, a lion shall slay you. And as such, as he was departed from him, a lion found him and slew him. Sometimes we're so sentimental with people, we don't get it. We don't get it, so then I I suffer. I go out. You know, like if you... If you were with the prophet and he said, smite, he said, smite me, then go ahead, do it. Cause if he's a prophet and it's from God, it's God's will. And if that's the way to go, then that will protect me from a lion outside. That's apparently what, how, how I read the story. It's a good one. Something to think about. Okay. Go now to Galatians five and verse 16 to verse 25 and a few things to say about this walking in the spirit I think we have to take our time here for a minute and just stay on that point for a minute If somebody tells you the truth, do you get angry about it? I do, maybe. But I get a grip. If he's telling me the truth, I need that. Thank you. Thank you, I need that. I'll take it. Help me. When Jesus came into the world and he's ministering truth, there are people that didn't hear it they suffered, and people that heard it and they benefited. And that's what love is for you and I. Love cares about your future, love cares about us and our hearts and our minds and how we think about things. Because we all have neighbors, family, friends, distant relatives, our job career paths. We all have some money or no money. We all have life. We have our health. We have, we, have, uh, we have a handful of years or many years ahead of us, and it's all about love. Life is about love and how I understand life. And I have a great potential of living outside of love. Let me try to draw that for you. Here's God, and he is love. And here's me. And here are other people. Some people I know and some people very far away I don't know. And in love, there are relationships. First relationship is your love with God. This relationship where God is loving you. That love never fails. That love is sure. That that love cares about you deeply, not just what you want and comfort and like what you want, just your your program, your idea. I get, here's a little picture. Uh, maybe I can. I can when you, when I was uh, when you were in school in kindergarten, teacher would draw an animal or something. I'll just draw a box, and and they they would say, take your crayon. And draw the box, color the box red. But don't go outside the lines. Whatever you do, don't go outside the lines. Oh, okay. So you're there very careful and, and that's how it goes. You're, you're doing the lines and you're very careful and you maybe make a mistake here because you're in kindergarten. And so you do, you do your whole thing. You do, that's art. That's a program for a child. That's a kind of art. Having the box and making sure you color the box correctly and all the lines are in the box. It's a, that's like, that's a, a lesson. But there's another lesson, and it is this one. Here's your pen. Draw a picture. What do you mean? I don't have anything to color there. No, it's a different lesson. Here take your take the pen and draw a picture. That's that's God. God is saying you are free. What's in your heart? Draw a picture of love. Draw a picture about life. Draw a picture that's from your heart. Go ahead. This is creativity. This is not creativity, this one. It is not creativity. That's keeping the rules. That's doing what you're supposed to do and making sure you don't make a mistake. That's easy living. You can live like that. And that's how people think of Christianity. They think Christianity is knowing the box and coloring and staying inside the box. That's the way they think. That's how they succeed. That's how they think about life. I haven't done anything wrong. I've been to the church. I did my duty. I did the right thing. Yeah, but what about love? Are you creative? Do you care about people? Are you free? Do you have a free spirit? Do you have love in your heart? Can you go into a situation where there's nothing there and make something happen because God is in you and God is love and a child needs help and your neighbor needs help? There's a different way of thinking. I think both apply. We need borders, we need lines, and we learn that's a lesson. But There's a deeper lesson in life, and that is Love. God's love. And this is, uh, this is uh, written here in a certain way in chapter Galatians, chapter five, verse um, sixteen. And I hope that little lesson—I think you got it. Yeah, we got a couple more to do here. Okay. Here is something about the psychology of you and I. We have a heart. From our heart, we have actually two hearts. We have the new heart. We have the old heart. We have the old heart of the old sin nature. And, and in Bible psychology, we draw a hole in the heart. And We say there's something missing in my life because of sin. But I I don't I want to make this as simple as I can. Sin is in your heart. And this is how it goes. My neighbor. I kind of don't like him so much. Okay, so I have it in my heart. So my heart affects my mind. I'll put it here my mind. And I start to build in my mind the fact that my neighbor isn't such a great guy. He never talks to me. That proves the point. He's not a nice guy. When he goes out of the house, uh, he never looks in my direction, he never says hello or good morning. And so uh, my, my reasoning starts to develop based on my heart, which is I don't like him. Why do you mean you don't like your neighbor? How do you know? You don't even know him. I can tell. I can tell by the way he is. And the way he has a, he has a, a dumpy car in the backyard. He doesn't do anything with it. He has a, a trailer on the other side. And, he, and uh, he brings the garbage pail out to the street and is scraping the ground. Like as he walks out there and he's mumbling something. I mean, I have in my heart... It's my flesh that's in my heart, that's affecting me in my mind. And as I live, I start to actually hate him because my mind deceives me by my sin. This is a very fundamental truth here. Your mind, it deceives you but the heart started it. The heart started it. I don't like him. I don't love him. I don't like him. Then it starts, actually, I have many reasons. And then I can tell my family why we should stay away from my neighbor, our neighbor. Or why I can tell the guys at the club or I can be on the phone telling my, my neighbor this and my neighbor that. Where What happens? It's my flesh. That's my flesh. But you don't have to put in the word neighbor. You can put in the word wife or husband. You know, when I fell on the floor the other night, it was totally my fault. But I could have said, as I've said in other cases... Lisa, what did you do? Did you move the bed? <laughs> or where's the ketchup? You forgot it again? How many times do I have to tell you? Is that love? I'm not talking about being like overly gushy or some, you know, I'm talking about love will slap you. Love will talk to your heart. Love is reality. Love doesn't want you to get away with anything in your life that's going to tear you apart or hurt you. Because just as you're able to do this with your neighbor, you're able to do this with your husband or your wife or your children or your boss or your company you work for or your church or the city you dwell in or the country you live in or in the world that you inhabit. You're able to do it with somebody that's transgender, homosexual, black or white, Muslim or whatever. We are able to think evil. As a habit, and pay, make our point. God doesn't tolerate sin. He can smite us, but He definitely loves us and died for us, all of us. Let's reverse it. Here's my neighbor, and in my mind, I've got all kinds of things to say about my neighbor because I don't love him. I don't love the poor. I don't love the Muslim people in the Middle East. I don't love the Chinese. I don't love the Filipino. I don't love the people in my neighborhood. I don't love the people at the hospital. I don't love the people that are of a different political persuasion. I don't have love in my heart. God is love. Love. Amazing, and I don't—I don't have it unless Christ comes into my life. And then you have this another picture. Look at it. It, it really is like this. Here is your new heart. You have a new heart. This is Ezekiel thirty-six twenty-six. Very important verse. Could we put that up on the screen? You've got to know this verse. Ezekiel thirty-six twenty-six. A new heart will I give you. I I thought he took the old heart and kind of redid it. And he goes, no, couldn't work with it. It's contaminated through and through. Your hearts are evil and deceitful. Can't do it. Had to be pierced with the Roman spear up into the heart of Jesus Christ. The thorns on his brow, into his mind, nails in his hands and his feet we had to be crucified with Christ. We were crucified with Christ and raised with him, and now we have a new heart, and look at the next, and a new spirit I will put within you. I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. So watch. The heart is new. and my, In affect my mind, this is important. You have the mind, and you have your neighbor here. What do you think of your neighbor? He's made in the image of God. That's one thought. My neighbor is in the image of God. What has he been through? I don't know. Maybe a lot of painful things. Maybe the way he grew up, I do not know. I need to know. I'd like to talk to him someday. But before I talk to him, I know how I think about him. He has potential. If he's a bad man, he can change. If he's confused or he has some problems of some personal nature, that's fine. That's why God has me here. Maybe. But in any way, I'm going to have an, an attitude of love towards him. I'm going to have a good time with him. I'll bring him a cup of coffee. I'll say hello to him. Do you know why why he drags the garbage pail out to the street? Because his hip is deteriorating. Do you know why the, the trailer on the other side of it? Because, uh, cause, uh, he, and you can just say, you know, I, I don't want to say, but you can imagine. My son took his life. My, my son left me with problems. I'm trying to work with what I got. My, my son is in prison. Could be. My wife left me. It was my fault. What, what can you say about me? Do you hate me? I stay away from you because I'm afraid that if you will get to know me, I, I know you will reject me. The neighbor could say. But that's not in your mind. Guys, you have a new heart, and the new heart feeds your mind, helps you think about your neighbor with love. He doesn't have to draw like the crayon, the crayon colors have to be inside the box. He doesn't have to be a perfect guy. He doesn't have to have all his uh, dots dotted and um, and eyes dotted and He's crossed. He doesn't have to make my day. He, I, I, I'm not afraid of my reputation or what that, this would mean or anything like that. That's, that's like childish. This is a new life. Your life is a new life. You have love in your heart. And I mean in practical everyday life, the way you think. You know, somebody's talking about the detective stories and the murder stories and everything on TV and then and, and the adultery and all of this stuff. People feed on it. They love it. They feed on it. Do you? Do you feed on iniquity? Do you rejoice in iniquity? Does it feed you? If it does, then you have a spiritual problem. You have a need to find another kind of satisfaction, another kind of appetite. Let's read the text here. Galatians, I'm going to read from the English Standard Version, and um, look at chapter 5, verse 16. But I say, walk by the Spirit. You will not gratify the desires of the flesh. You know that people love to gossip. Do you love to gossip? If you love to gossip, you see, that means you have an appetite for information on a low level. Let me me tell you something here. Very simply, if you think of human exchange on three levels, like like this way, this is about people, this is about, and I'll put here the word gossip, this is where people... They they love to know about people and what they're doing and what they're saying and so on, and that's okay, but it can also change to gossip and with a with with without love, you delight in hearing somebody's sadness. Without love, you delight in hearing about their misfortune. You delight. They love to set somebody up, tear them down. I mean, it happens. Pet is still. Pit, pedestal pit, put him up on a pedestal to chop him down. The farther down he goes, the more I like it. The more I like that my enemy or my, com- my competitor or the world that I live in, uh, all of that is all like very shallow living. It's not love. The next one is events, and people want to know about events, and this is ideas. And I'll put here truth. Smite me. Why should I smite you? Christ, I want the truth. I want the truth in my life. I want Christ in my life. Go ahead. Go ahead. It'll help me. Bless me. Go ahead. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I need help. Tell me I need Jesus in my life. Tell me that I'm not spirit-filled. Tell me I'm in the flesh. Yeah, you are gossiping. You are feeding on the bottom. You are wanting to destroy. When you're in your family, you compete with your sister or your brother and your brother, and you are competitive. It's not love. Of course, in a playful way, it's fun to be competitive. But when it comes to like, I I will, I will, I am over you. I am over you. I, I will bury you. I will beat you. I will be richer than you. I'll be more successful than you. What is that? That's the flesh. Do you understand that the flesh works in everybody's life, every Christian life, and that the need that we have is to walk in the spirit and to find the reality of Christ in our lives? Look at the verse here, Galatians 5:17. The desires of the flesh are against the spirit, the desire of the spirit are against the flesh. I haven't talked to my neighbor for thirty years. I'll tell you this story from Azerbaijan. This woman came to me, was amazing. Muslim background, born again Christian. Up in the mount, village in the mountains, Caucasus Mountains, very remote. Amazing. And she heard Christ. She got saved. Amazing. She God spoke to her, said, You've got to go to your relatives and apologize. And she said, I cannot do that. We haven't talked for thirty years. And she's and the Lord said, "You, I want you to go there. Go, go to that house. And knock on that door. <laughs> wow. Up in the mountain, up in that village, go there." She said, "I did it." And we collapsed, <laughs> collapsed in each other's arms. And I told her that. Jesus told me to come here and say, please forgive me. Please forgive me. Wow. Wow, that sounds like God. That sounds like love. I'm not. If we are like what the spirit of God is a creative. He is out of the box. He is writing another story. He's not in our small world. He is in your heart. You can go to children and help them find uh, Jesus by teaching the Bible or by rejoicing or singing a song. Uh, there's so many creative things. The one short story I've got to finish up here, but we'll do more of this tonight in the service. But I, I, live, I was in Albania in Europe. Uh, on a mission. I was living in Hungary at the time, and a group of us went to Albania for three days to do some um, mission work. And and we're sitting at a cafe, and I said, let's start a school right now, an English school. Let's do it right now. So we need an address. I need a pen, a black magic marker, some paper, uh, so I, we made, I need the address, go to that hotel, get the address of the hotel. And they, I got the address. It said free English school, three days, you know, free English school. I didn't know any Albanian language. I didn't know any language from Albania. I, but I know English, okay? That's all I got. We said 10 o'clock in the morning, this address out in front of the hotel, then, I, then, then I, I said, let's make uh, a, a bunch of these posters and put them up at bus stops. I don't know, 15 of them or 20 posters. They went to a copy place. They got them, and they said, just put them up at bus stops. That morning, the next morning, it was just the next morning. We were just there three days. 10 o'clock, some people gathered. And I said, I'm the English teacher. They don't understand me, but that was all that it was. And I go like this, arms, arms, you know, you know, just very silly, simple words. That was all. Why can't you do that? Why can't somebody do that? Well, who said you can't do that? Who said that you have to be this way and not that way? Yeah, this is not, it, what what does love mean? Love means that God is writing a story for you that the flesh cannot write. The flesh will not talk to their neighbor because of the trailer parked out back and the garbage can and because of the attitude of the guy. But love, love, the spirit of God is love. And let's look at this, just, what is it? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, the fruit of the Spirit, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. This is Galatians 5:22 and 23. Gentleness, self-control against such things, there is no law. What will love do? Love will forgive, and then again forgive, and then again forgive, and then again forgive. Love will make things happen. Love. Love. This one short, we have to do communion, so I want to finish. We've been here a good time, but I got to read this. This touched my heart the other night. It's about Abraham Lincoln. And Lincoln was at the end of the Civil War, whereas two of his greatest generals, General Grant and Sheridan, they were talking about the surrender of Lee's army. And they were they were different people. Grant was different from Sheridan, and Lincoln was different from them. They were very different in their leadership, but they were very great people and In a sense, and Lee and Lincoln had many generals, but these two guys are the ones that got it done. He was very appreciative of it. And he said to them, they the three northern pivotal men were leaving. They were leaving the the boat that they were on. And, And Sherman remembered Lincoln saying this. Sherman, do you know why I took a shine to Grant and you? He said, I don't know, Mr. Lincoln. You've been extremely kind to me, far more than my deserts. Well, you never found a fault in me. I love that. You know why we get along? You weren't hunting for finding a fault in me. Plenty had it, plenty of people have found fault in Lincoln the press all the time, politicians, generals, and so on. But he said, you know why we work together? Guys, you couldn't find. You didn't see a fault in me. Now I'm reading into the story. I don't know their spiritual lives at all, but I want to say something. Why do we have a good church? Because we're not finding fault in each other. We're loving each other. We're believing the best about each other. How come you have a good team that goes abroad somewhere? Guys, we're not finding fault with each other. We're having a good time. Why? Because love, love, joy, and peace are the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Now, wait a minute. Do you mean that if without the Holy Spirit you would find fault with each other? Absolutely. Absolutely. Are you kidding? If you let this picture your heart look at your neighbor and through your heart, your mind will deceive you and you will think bad about your neighbor or good about them. But you can't manage it because you are inferior or you are competitive or something like that. You, you and I in our flesh do not know how much God has for us. And if we could live in the spirit, we would have great friends. I mean, eventually, maybe we would have relationships that are meaningful. We'd have a purpose, like we're drawing a picture way outside of what you, we are capable of by nature. We are living with a, a understanding about life so then my wife is more precious, my children are precious. Yes, added to this, when I was thinking this morning, Judas Iscariot, how Jesus had very little to say about Judas Iscariot. He had very little to say. Sorry, this is going a little long, but it's good, isn't it? Help me, because I'm trying to finish, what I can't. I I, I I want to, but I can. I got to say this cuz this is a unique thing I want you to see. Wait a minute. I know. I know it's true. Wait a minute. It goes like Jesus had little to say about Judas Iscariot even at the last supper. He said one of you will betray me and he didn't say. They said, "Who is it, Lord?" He didn't say Judas. He didn't. Didn't put his name there at the table. He just said The man who's going to put his bread in the cup, that's the guy. Who makes the decision now? Who makes the decision? Judas makes the decision. Jesus didn't say it's Judas. He just said, it's up to him. It's his call. I'm not labeling him. I'm not calling him out. It's up to him. One of you will betray me, and it's the guy that's going to do this. What is the bread in the cup? That's the guy. And if Judas didn't do it, they would not know who it was. But Judas did it. So, what do I mean by that? Love is not thinking evil. Love understands that Judas is on a bad road, but love is not talking about Judas. Love is not labeling Judas. It's not the gossip, it's not the chatter at the table. It's not where Jesus is living, and it's not how Jesus is thinking. He is sad about it for sure, but it's also also the will of God. And if that's reality, then that's reality. That's God's business. My place is to die for him. My place is to suffer and die for the guilty, because I am love. There's a lot to say about it. Okay? Amen. You pray with me. So Lord, thank you for this service today and how you could teach us how are we filled? Just confess your sin and walk by faith. Before God, he fills you with the Spirit. It's your new nature now. You, are, you have it. You have it. You have a new nature. Stop living in your flesh. Walk by faith. And then start talking to yourself in truth, your heart, and your meditation. God will fill you continually. Be filled with the Spirit in your life. And then, then, then you are also able to see, uh, smite me. Lord, I can take it. You can hit me. Go ahead. I, I am. I have love in my heart and correct me and teach me. I can handle that. Thank you, Lord. And then for those that are not believers, would you come to Jesus today? Turn to him with all your heart. Say to Jesus, I, I'm not trying to clean up my life. I'm not trying to turn over a new leaf. I'm not trying to kind of mend my ways. No, I am a sinner. I am lost. I need your grace. I need your love. Thank you for your love. Thank you for saving me today. I am saved by the grace of God. It happens right now. I believe in you, Jesus. And I am saved by the grace of God. Walk by faith in him, and the fruit of the Spirit will be manifested in your life by by his grace. Amen.